When we hear the word mission, perhaps we think in terms of purpose. For example, many organizations and institutions put forth a mission statement, which is a statement of their common purpose. But the word mission literally means sending, sending with a purpose. And Jesus says to his disciples today, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. The Father sends the Son. The Father speaks his word, who is the Son. The word becomes flesh, and in the flesh, Jesus speaks the words of his Father. Jesus comes on a mission to speak. Yes, to preach and to teach. But in fact, the whole life of Jesus, and above all, his death and resurrection, they too speak. And Jesus, in turn, sends us, his church, to carry forward, to prolong his mission in this world. The Father sends the Son to speak, and Jesus, the Son, sends us to speak. Our mission as a church is to speak of and about Jesus. We speak of Jesus in order to stir up faith in the hearts of our hearers, so that everyone can come to know Him and His love. Again, our mission is to speak, and we can learn about effective speaking from the ancient philosopher Aristotle. Now, Aristotle wrote on the art of speaking. And he writes that there are three necessary ingredients in any effective speech. Three Greek words. I will define them, don't worry. Three Greek words are the ingredients to effective speech. Number one, ethos. Number two, pathos. And number three, logos. So, take one at a time. Number one, ethos is character. So our word ethics comes from Greek ethos, meaning character. Before we ever speak, our life speaks. And the speaking of our lives determines our credibility when we speak with words. A speaker without credibility will not be received. Number two, pathos. Now, pathos literally means emotions. And this is the capacity to stir up emotions in the hearts of the hearers because of the enthusiasm and the passion of the speaker. 
In other words, no one listens to an unexcited speaker. And number three, logos, which is Greek for word or reason. This is the content of our message. Good content puts forward evidence, uses reason, makes sense. So again, according to the Greek philosopher Aristotle, the three great ingredients in effective speaking, character, emotion, and reason. Now, we can take these three and apply them to our mission, which is to speak of Jesus. Our content, what we say, is nothing more, nothing less than Jesus. The church exists to lift high his name, his person, his life, his teachings, his promises, his kingdom, and above all, his death and resurrection. We have nothing to offer the world as a church aside from Jesus Christ. And it is of him that we speak. He is our logos. In fact, the opening lines of the gospel according to John tell us, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. That word for word is logos. Jesus is the very logos of God. He is the Word the Father speaks. He is the content of our speech. Second, emotions. We can know all about Jesus, and in fact, we can even speak of and about him. But if we are not on fire for him, no one will listen. Now, I know as a priest, when I speak of Jesus in this context, if I do not do so with some enthusiasm or passion or zeal, you might fall asleep. But that same principle holds true in your lives, because I'm not the only preacher in this building. Every one of us, without exception, is sent to speak. And so when you speak of your faith in Jesus Christ at home, to your children, your grandchildren, at work, to your co-workers, at school, to your classmates, to strangers, in the market, on the streets, wherever... When you speak of your Catholic faith, when you speak of Jesus, are we excited? Because if not, we will excite no one. And third, ethics, character. Before we can dare to speak of and about Jesus, we first have to choose to speak like Jesus, to act like Jesus, to love like Jesus. 
No one will listen to our preaching if we first do not practice what we preach. No one will first listen to us speak the gospel if we do not live the gospel. Now, this is our mission, to speak of and about Jesus Christ with enthusiasm and passion and by the witness of our lives. And this mission, in one sense, is impossible. Jesus, when he tells his disciples, as the Father has sent me, so I send you, the very next thing he says is, receive the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus knows, apart from the Holy Spirit, we cannot fulfill his mission in this world. So for us Christians, yes, we can learn from Aristotle those three great principles, but we have to add one more great ingredient to our recipe. Yes, character counts. Emotions matter. And it's all about Jesus. But we cannot communicate this effectively without the main ingredient, which is the Holy Spirit himself. St. Paul tells us, only by the Spirit can we say, Jesus is Lord. Only when the Holy Spirit has put us in contact with Jesus personally do we really know who He is. He is the Lord. He is the human face of God Himself. Without the Spirit inspiring us to see reality as it is, Jesus is one historical figure among many. We can take Him or leave Him. But with the Holy Spirit, we come to see the truth. That Jesus is Lord. And in fact, Jesus himself tells his disciples that when he sends the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide them into all truth. Jesus is the truth. And the work of the Holy Spirit is to help us to understand fully the truth of Jesus. Only by the Spirit can we come to know Jesus better and better. Now, we hear today the disciples are locked up in fear. And Jesus comes before them. The risen Jesus appears to them on the day of the resurrection. They see him. They hear him. But they do not immediately leave that room. Only at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit descends upon them and floods their hearts, do they then hit the streets, speaking of the great deeds, the mighty works of God. Which tells us that only the Holy Spirit can set our hearts on fire in such a way that we cannot help but go everywhere and tell everyone the good news that Jesus loves them, died for them, and is alive and wants them to live. Only this can happen by the power of the Holy Spirit who sets us on fire for Jesus. And finally, only by the grace of the Holy Spirit can we imitate Jesus. We can try. 
We can try to be good, and sometimes we do. And indeed, we will fall and fail again and again, because by our own power, we can do so little, if anything. But filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do things we never otherwise could. Only with the grace of the Holy Spirit can we truly love like Jesus. We need the Spirit. We need the Spirit because the world needs Jesus. And today on this great feast of Pentecost, our prayer is that as the Holy Spirit was first poured out upon the apostles at Pentecost, that Jesus once again pours out his Spirit in abundance upon us today so that we can fulfill the mission he has entrusted to us, to speak of and about him with clarity, with confidence, with joy, with zeal, and by the example of our lives. We pray today, come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts once again with love for Jesus, a love that overflows in our life and in this world as we leave this place.